When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi, this is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep, and today I'm bringing you a social work shorts, and the topic today is going to be on termination. So you most likely on any level of the exam, you will see termination questions or termination issues. So I want to dive a little deeper. We're going to go through the section of the Code of Ethics that discusses termination, and we will end with a practice question. So termination, you will hear it a lot in social work. It's basically the close or ending of the therapeutic relationship. So in a perfect world, Termination would happen when the client and therapist agree that the treatment goals set earlier in treatment have been met and that services for that client are no longer needed. Like I said, that would be in a perfect world. However, we do not live in a perfect world, so there are a few reasons why termination might occur outside of that. First is a client can terminate at any time. So if a client no longer wants to continue services, that is their right. They have that right to do that. Um, Also, we have life events that come up and sometimes we have to leave jobs or we have to, we have family issues that come up and we may need to terminate clients um, without us knowing. Um, Termination should be discussed early with clients. We never want to spring the last session on clients. We want to give them time to prepare and we want them to be able to process this termination. So I like to say termination is, there is a final session, but termination is more of a process or a phase that you go with, go through with clients. Um, something really important is that I have here at the bottom, termination is processed differently by clients. You might have some clients that are just thrilled that they are um, ending, you know, their time with you, they might feel a lot of joy, they might feel very proud of the work they've done. And then you have other people that it might be a more of a challenge, and they might be having some anxiety, they might be fearful of what's going to happen. The way people react to termination, it, it varies. And it's important that we support our clients through this process, through this phase and meet them really where they're at. Um, If a client is um, full of pride and joy, we're going to share that pride and joy with the client. If a client is anxious, um, we are going to normalize that anxiety for them. It is very normal for clients to feel anxious when it is time to terminate. Um, For some people, they may have been in therapy for um, a long period of time. So this might be challenging for them to envision a world where they don't have this any longer. 
So the code of ethics has a whole section that pertains to termination. And I do suggest that you go through and read the code of ethics, specifically this termination section. Um, so I will also say that it is in section 1.17 in the code of ethics. Um, if you are looking specifically for it, you can pull up the code of ethics and do a quick find of termination. Um, there are several points that we're going to go over regarding termination. Um, however, I've summarized this. I did not want to just verbatim read to you the, the code of ethics wording on termination. So I've gone through the different points and we will um, talk about some examples and what this would mean for practice. So A is that services should be terminated when the relationship is no longer needed or no longer serves the client's interests. We're not going to have someone in therapy or in a therapeutic relationship just because there has to be a clinical reason why the person is in therapy. So if we see that there's no longer a need, which usually is that they met their treatment goals or that we don't feel that they need services any longer, we are we can go ahead and terminate. Or if it's not meeting their needs or their interests. Um, so if their needs change and we are not able to treat them, we might have to refer them out. Or if they like, they no longer feel that therapy is beneficial to them, and they they choose to exit therapy, they can also we can also terminate that way. B. This one is huge. Social workers should avoid abandoning clients. Um, this is a huge, huge, huge reason why there's so much that goes on around termination. Termination should be done in a way that we are minimizing the harmful or negative effects on a client. That's why we give them time to process. This is why we don't spring it on them because those could actually have um, worse consequences for the client. If you know a client needs a continuation of services, so if they need referrals um, or they need something outside of um, therapy, if they need community resources, if you need to refer them to someone that's able to either provide more intensive or less intensive services, that needs to be done. But we never want to abandon clients. Um, it can have really um, detrimental effects if we terminate abruptly and our clients do not have time to process that. And um, that that would be considered unethical in the code of ethics. So if we are in a setting where clients are paying for services, there are a few instances where they can be terminated, terminated if they are no longer paying for services and have an overdue balance. I've seen quite a few practice questions that actually refer specifically to this. So here are some ways that we can terminate if a client has an overdue balance. If the client has been made aware of the financial agreements and being made aware is that they know what the policy is for not paying. So some agents, agencies will probably set policies or practitioners will set policies. Maybe if your balance goes above a certain amount, then you can be terminated. Or if you have missed so many weeks of payment, you can be terminated. But you do need to make the client aware so they can't just have an overdue balance and then they come in one day, you've never talked to them about this, and then you terminate. Um, we also have to make sure that if we're terminating due to an overdue balance, that they are not a danger to themselves or others. Because if they are a danger to themselves or others, we cannot ethically terminate. The last is if we feel um, that we have 
warned and discussed the consequences of not paying with the client. So like I said, we've gone over the policies. We've told them that termination will occur if they do not pay and also letting them know the consequences for having to terminate because of non-payment. So it's just make sure that if you do have a client that's not paying, um, it's documented, the client is made aware and that they are not a danger to themselves or others. But we do not have to continue to see clients um, for extended, extended periods of time if they're not paying. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, the next point is that we sh- as social workers should not be terminating um, with the client in order to pursue a relationship with them. This could be a personal relationship. This can be an intimate relationship. This could be on um, a social relationship, a business relationship. For example, if we feel that we have feelings towards a client and we want to go and pursue a relationship with them, we are not going to terminate services and terminate our relationship in a therapeutic sense to go and be with that client. That would be unethical. Um, we also, if say a client wanted to get into business with us and we really wanted to do that, we're not going to terminate that relationship to get into business with the client. So we should not be terminating services in order to pursue relationships with clients. It's unethical. Um, the next one is if we know that termination needs to occur or that there's going to be an interruption of services, we need to make appropriate plans to best assist that client. This might be if we know that um, we are going to go out on maternity leave. If we know that we are going on an extended vacation, we're not going to be in the office. If we know that the client has their last few sessions coming up, we need to plan for that. If we need to transfer the client, we need to do that. We need to plan for that. If we need to refer out um, or if we need to come up with some sort of other arrangement, we need to anticipate. We should not know that we are going on vacation and never tell our clients and then they they automatically are transferred to someone else. That would not be ethical. So we always need to make sure we're planning and letting clients know if there is going to be um, termination or an interruption in services for any reason. Um, lastly, if we know we're leaving a setting, we should notify clients when possible and let them know what they're their options would be. That might be that you refer them out. It might be that you refer them to someone else within the agency, but you do, to the best of your ability, need to make them aware that you will be leaving the setting so that 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 termination can really be processed and you can do that together. Um, However, I do preface this with stuff happens. Sometimes emergency happen. We might need to go on emergency medical leave or something on a family emergency may occur. So this is, you're supposed to follow this to the best of your ability, but um, life does happen. So this would, like I said, be in a a perfect world in a perfect scenario. Then I have here, um, this is just a link to the Code of Ethics. If you have not done so yet um, prior to your exam, I suggest reading it through at least once. Um, There is a lot there, so break it up into several sessions. But 
in both the master's and clinical level, you are going to get a handful, a hand, hand, handful of ethics questions. So it'll be really important that you know that code of ethics well. I always suggest doing code of ethics as close to your exam as possible, um, a refresh as close as to your exam as possible, because that you want that info fresh in your head um, going into exam day. Here are some things to consider regarding termination. As always in social work, you want to document and you want to document all of your termination decisions because um, for legality purposes, you want to make sure that you are able to um, defend why you terminated a client. Um, so this is really, really, really important for you to document. It's also important if you, for you to document if a client terminates against your advice. So clients, like I said, can terminate on their own in most cases. If that is the case and you've told them what the risks are of terminating, you need to document that as well. So always document any steps that are leading to termination decisions. A lot of times um, it's our own clinical judgment of when we think clients have met their treatment goals. So it's important to document in case um, down the line you would need to defend those actions. When it's time to terminate, it's best practice to give referrals. So that could be referrals out into the community. It could be referrals to um, outside support. This is just a rule of thumb, but it's the rule of thumb is to provide at least three referrals. Some clients might need more than that, but that's just a rule of thumb. We discussed this earlier, but it's normal for clients to feel anxious or worried. So if they come to you and you, know, you start to bring up termination and they're just freaking out and they're like, I'm not ready for this, but you clinically have seen all the progress they've me made and they've met their treatment goals, you're going to normalize that for them. Um, you also can decrease the frequency of amount of time you see the client. So maybe if you were seeing them on an every week basis, you go to every other week. There's a lot of ways that you can prepare this client for termination and do it um, in a way that protects them. Once terminated, it happens. So once the client's terminated, it's best practice that a termination letter be sent to signify that termination has occurred. Um, it's just another step for documentation purposes. So these are just some important things to consider when you are moving towards termination. This is huge, and I always say safety first. Once again, we need to take safety into consideration when terminating. We ethically are required to provide services to clients, even if it's time to terminate, if they are a danger to themselves or others. So if it's time to terminate and a client all of a sudden um, makes comments that they are unsafe or they are going to hurt someone else, we cannot ethically terminate them because it would be a liability, um, knowing that they are not safe or other people might not be safe. Or we are also not allowed to um, ethically terminate if you believe that terminating is going to cause harm. So if you have a client that's threatening suicide, if you terminate, that's going to signal that it's not appropriate to terminate. We don't want to terminate um, knowing that it could cause significant harm to not only the client, but to other people. So just keep that in mind. Um, clients always need to be safe um, before we are able to terminate. Also, you might have clients that say they want to continue therapy. And what do you do with that? 
Um, it's important that in the termination phase, you're summarizing um, all the things that have occurred in therapy. And I always say that how it's so hard for people to reflect themselves and see of all the progress they've made. So a lot of times clients might not think that they've made the amount of progress that we've seen. Um, so that might be why they say, I'm not ready to terminate. I'm just not ready um, to end therapy. So it's important that we 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 acknowledge them. We work with them. We meet them where they're at. And um, we, we support them through this termination process. So I do have a sample question here that we are going to go over. I will read it. I will discuss which points that I think are important. And then we will talk about the answer. So this is a termination question. A client has been meeting with a social worker for one year and has been actively engaging with individual and group sessions. The client has met the established treatment goals in both individual and group settings. The social worker discusses that given the success, termination is appropriate. The client becomes defensive and states that she cannot end treatment as she is not sure how she can manage without it. What would be the most appropriate response from the social worker? Um, so there is a lot of information here. We're going to need to use um, our reasoning skills to be able to determine what the best response is. So if you see a question that says what would be the most appropriate response, to me that signals that there are a few answers that may be correct, but one is going to stand out as being better than the others. So let's go ahead and break this down. What is important here? You have been meeting with a client for one year. Time that you've known the client is always important. So we've known this client for one year, and the client's been in individual and group therapy and has actively engaged for that one year. The client has met goals in both the individual and group settings. The social worker just tells the client that they want to move towards termination because it's appropriate, because goals have been met. However, the client, important here, defensive, and says she's not ready to end treatment. So what I see here is the social worker feels it's appropriate to begin termination. The client does not feel ready and gets very upset over that. What would be the most appropriate response? A, acknowledge the client's feelings and continue to provide therapy. Conti B, continue to keep the client in the group setting but terminate individual settings. C, acknowledge the client's concerns and discuss decreasing the frequency of sessions. Or D, acknowledge the client's fear, but explain that she must be terminated as its agency policy. So like we just talked about, we're going to want to normalize these concerns of the client. So right off the bat, I can eliminate answer B. Continue to keep the client in the group setting, but terminate individual settings. This would not be appropriate to just cut one setting out and continue with another one. That's not the best response. Um, it does not meet the client where they're at and it just can be eliminated, which leads us with our other choices. We can also eliminate A, acknowledge the client's feelings and continue to provide therapy. Although A acknowledges the feelings, just because the client wants to continue therapy, we do not have to continue if we feel it's appropriate to end. If we, that was the case, we would have clients staying with us for a very, very, very long time past the point that they would need to. And remember, we should only be seeing clients um, in cases where it's clinically necessary. So A is out. 
D is out, which leads us to C and D. We are going to go ahead and eliminate D. Acknowledge the client's fear, but explain she must be terminated as its agency policy. This answer is too extreme. We are going to acknowledge the fear. However, we're not going to tell her she must be terminated because it's the agency's policy. It's not meeting the client where they're at, and it's not the best um, clinical answer. Which leads us with answer C. We are going to acknowledge the client's concerns and discuss decreasing the frequency of sessions. Why this is the most appropriate answer, because it acknowledges that the, the client's feelings and also it helps move towards termination, but doing so at a frequency that is going to best support the client. So we can um, decrease the frequency of visits if that's what's appropriate for the client. Um, so C is the correct answer.